Hi, this is Jeff. Welcome to The Rush of It All. This is the fourth installment in a series about my upcoming Western States Endurance Run adventure. My intent is to give you a look behind the curtain, to maybe demystify this ultra thing and show how fairly normal people go about doing big things. We each have our own approach, but I imagine every successful ultra runner uses some version of a process something like this one. I also imagine there might be some lessons from this process that apply to other big endeavors, maybe even one of yours. Tapering, phase three. The purpose of the taper is recovery, both mental and physical, from the hard training of the past four months or so. It's a period to lock in gains and prepare for race day. Quoting from part one, tapering is an act of faith, and this is a time when wisdom must overcome ambition. There will be a strong urge to get in just one more big week, just one more big climbing day. But at this point, the potential benefits of more hard training are tiny, and the potential for harm is high. A good phase three mantra, don't do anything dumb. Nothing dumb. That means nothing to compromise the hard work that got me this far. No cramming, no crafty new speed workouts, no heroics. As tempting as it may be, I'm at peak fitness. This is not the time for PR segments, not the time for running fast on the rocks, not the time for anything that doesn't center on caution and patience and restraint. It's also not the time to give in to dietary urges and splurges, or to slack off on the stretching routine, or to get bad sleep, or to be sloppy with the tick checks. Doxycycline is not a performance-enhancing drug. It's a time to withdraw, to become monk-like, and limit exposures to stressors and distractions, to crowded spaces and diseased air, to anything that might cause me to break focus. Tapering is not a vacation. It's been a good flight so far. Now it's time to land this thing. Focus and prepare. To maintain focus, it helps to have some specific tasks and targets. I group these into four piles. Number one, physical refinement. The guiding principle for physical training during the taper is decrease volume, maintain intensity. The high volume, big climb weeks are over. A wise move is to redirect that running time towards your stretching. Same old routine, but slower, deeper, more relaxed, more luxuriant, and proprioception drills. If you're racing somewhere that's potentially warm, I am. This is also the time for intensive heat training. For me, this is a 10-day period when nearly every run is IOD, intentionally overdressed. Many layers, winter hats and hoods, etc. At the warmest time of day, and followed by sauna time. It is a glorious sweat fest that triggers your body to sweat well, retain electrolytes, and teaches it to love or at least tolerate the heat. As I was starting my heat training, I had a long conversation with ChatGBT about this. She was verbose and disclamatory, but also helpful. You can click the link here if you're interested in reading that. This is also a good time to work in some NRA runs. No running allowed. Unless you're elite, and probably even then, walking is a vital, but likely undervalued and undertrained part of 100-mile success. And there's a big difference, like a two or three minute per mile difference, between just walking and walking with a purpose. It's worth practicing. Number two, tactical planning. For me, tactical planning is one of the best parts of this game. I talked in detail about how I do that in my article, Personal Map Making, which you can click the link to go review. But quoting from that article, 100 miles is too much for me to comprehend as a whole. 
to take it on, I have to simplify it, create a metaphorical representation of it that specifically leaves out many details while drawing out other details that I might not otherwise see. Number three, logistical preparation. This part is pretty straightforward, but the details count. Choose your gear and supplies. Make sure you have it on hand. Inventory and order well ahead of time. Make sure it all works and everything is charged. Decide where it goes, on your body, in your pack, or in a drop bag or crew bag, and then pack it all up. Simple is better, lighter is faster, but consider contingencies and worst case scenarios. And then check it and double check it and check it again. Number four, mental readiness. Working the details of those first three, the physical, the tactical, and the logistical, and knowing that I have them right is the biggest key to mental readiness for me. But I augment that with a couple things. I make it feel epic. This is an act of positive self-deception. The upcoming challenge and the hardships are voluntary, and there's almost always a safe and easy way out. You just have to stop. But deep in our sheltered modern souls, we want that not to be so. We crave true tests and epic situations, and one of the main reasons we run these races is to simulate that for ourselves. But for that to work, we must nurture the illusion. So now is not the time to equivocate, to say to ourselves that this doesn't really matter. Of course it doesn't matter, but that doesn't mean that it isn't very, very important. I add music. Loading my mental jukebox is one way I keep it epic. I build a playlist of epic feeling music, music that helps put me in touch with the rush of it all. I listen to it while I do those long stretch sessions, while I pack my bags, while I'm on that flight. I lodge it firmly in my mind, and then, at key moments, I can turn it on to help me up that climb, or to magnify the impact of the view from the top. If you're curious, you can click this link for my playlist for this race. Phase 4. Get there. Quoting, Race week is also transcontinental travel week, with all the stress and joy that comes with that. Best be ready ahead of time, leave some margins, some cushion, and then just go with the flow. This is where I'm at now, and somehow I've managed to get everything ready and packed. In fact, other than one more little trot through the game lands, this post is all I have left to do. Tomorrow morning, we enter the air travel system, and hopefully it will spit us out in Reno tomorrow afternoon, and then it's on to Western States. Phase 5, Race Day. 24 hours of patient, focused intensity is the culmination of 25 weeks of focused effort after 25 years of sustained practice. Yes, of course it's about the journey, and it's about the practice, and of course that is more important than this or any particular race, and the results of this race will not make or break anything about those 25 years or what follows. But, for at least one day, it is about this race. It's about submerging into the single-minded focus of the race, dealing with whatever, whatever may happen, solving problems, pushing, getting the very best from myself. So I'll focus. I'll start slow and be steady and take the long view. I'll trust my crew and my pacers and my fellow runners. I'll enjoy the mountains in the day, but as a partner, not as a tourist. I'll follow my simple rules. And soon enough, we'll see how it goes. Some simple rules for ultras. You planned your race, now race your plan. But also, flexibility is the key. Go fast, but never hurry. Mind the transitions. Never run from a standing start, never stop abruptly. Careful at all crossings and peaks and bottoms. Drink to thirst, 
but do it every two minutes, every 20 minutes. Patience. It's a long race. And most of all, pay attention. And there are three links here for places you can follow the action on race day if you want to see how it all goes. And that's all for now. I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening.